All right. Did you get my list, Brian? I Dude, slaved over it. That was a solid list. I know. I came up with it all by myself, obviously. <laughs> Are you plagiarizing now? Is that what we're going for? You're just straight up stealing things now. What do you mean now? He's not even, He's actually even. I sent the link to him. So, <laughs> so he's not even harvesting his own stuff to plagiarize. That's that's a high level of lazy. I'm impressed. He's stealing what I stole. <laughs> that's. I'm not even mad. You're like the worst Robin Hood ever. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't give back. <laughs> You're like the Friar Tuck in that story. Robin Hood does all the work, steals shit, gives it to you, and then you spend it on Coke and Horse. Is that what Friar Tuck does? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. It was the cartoon version. You guys don't remember. Anywho, how was New Year's? And did we do one after Christmas? I don't feel like we did. I don't think after Christmas. How was Christmas? How was New Year's? My New Year's? My New Year's. My New Year's was good. Played Cards Against Humanity. Drank grappa. That was pretty much the extent of my New Year's. By yourself? Both of those things? (sighs) (laughs) Thing is, I still lost. Apparently, I'm not a good judge of my own character. You're like, this one's funny. (laughs) This one's funny, too. None of these are my cards. (laughs) Okay, good. So it was a good New Year. I'm really glad to hear we haven't lost our spark. The New Year is still just as awful with the level of content (laughs) we're going to put out there. To listener, thank you. This is Still Talking Podcast with Colton Zeno and myself, Brian. Today we are talking about 2019 trends because Happy New Year. We all survived. We're all here. So let's actually get serious. Just kidding. Um, New Year's is so fucking made up, right? Right? It's stupid. It's kind of stupid. At the same time, it's great. Colt and I have kind of, I don't even know. I might have done it even before you and I became friends, Colt, but I I only remember it after we became friends, is that our tradition is we don't go out. We don't do anything. We just buy an obscene amount of bubbly wine, and we cook a ridiculous meal and stay at one of our houses and just eat a bunch of food and drink a bunch of champagne. And it's great. So you have a, a tradition that's based around the turning of the new year, which is exactly what you're trying not to do. Seems like you've, <laughs> you're doing exactly what you didn't want to do. You're just not going outside of your house. So we're going to talk about trends of 2019. Right, which I love because like every episode we spend, what, a quarter of it talking about trends anyway, because we all love to pretend we know what we're talking about. So, right, but this, now, but this, this, this episode we have a list. Yeah. <laughs> like, you stole. Are you giving yeah. credit to who you stole it from? But that's the best part. It's a list that we didn't derive. So this is what <laughs> other people are thinking. Oh, okay. So we're going to go through and judge it. We're do- so we're doing the yeah. YouTube or the uh, podcast version of a YouTube reaction video. Is that what this is? Ooh, this this podcast quality is just getting better and better. Right? We are going to be trending on BuzzFeed before you know it. No, the, f- the way I figured it is uh, you could rattle down the entire list. And then I just wanted to touch on ones that we actually give a shit about. Which okay. Colton already t- Colton and I already talked about a couple of them, and he was like, "Stop, stop talking! You're not okay. smart enough to have good information now and on record." <laughs> yeah, no, that's all. You can't okay, do it okay. twice. <laughs> so we're talking about craft spirits trends, which Colton sourced from online, quote unquote sourced. 
Um, and by that, we mean Zeno found something online, linked it to Colton. Colton then unapologetically stole it. I think we should flat out just say where we got it from because it's a, it's a great like, digital it's a website that I like yeah. the article. It's, it's fun. So, Colton, where did you get it? Source it, Colton. Let's be professional. Punch Magazine. Punch, Punch. Magazine. All right. Good so job, Punch. It's, it's, it's actually what you say, 2017? Yeah, it's actually, it's actually the last three years. Okay. Punch may not have appreciated us sourcing this once we're done actually reading through it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, All Punch. Right. We'll just start at the top of the list, and I already know it's one that's going to piss me off, um, but CBD drinks. Oh, just read them all. Read them all, and then we'll go oh, back. Okay. Shouldn't we go? Yeah. Oh, we're, oh, we're not going to react to each one individually? We'll never make it down the yeah, whole list if, if we, we do that. Okay, so okay. just read them all, and then everyone will fill in the blanks. Good, because there's nothing better than a podcast where someone reads a list in a monotone that they could find <laughs> online. When did you, did you think we were going to have a good podcast all of a sudden? What the fuck? No, <laughs> no you're absolutely right. <laughs> Come All right, C- CBD drinks, aquafaba, aquafaba. What the fuck, aquafaba, faba, faba. Yeah, that's probably one we should talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, uh, the no alk movement, non-alcoholic spirits, low ABV cocktails, aquavit, over-the-top garnishes, uh, the batch and bottled cocktail, ready-to-drink cocktails, frozen cocktails, tiki drinks, spritz uh, mania. Uh, chainification of craft cocktail bars. That's actually interesting. Theme cocktail bars, peat, peated everything, juicy IPAs, paper straws, the boom of cocktail books, the continued revival of 70s and 80s cocktails, the Negroni, food-flavored cocktails, and reserve vintage cocktail menus. All right, that's a lot of trends. Okay, okay cool. So now we can go down. And we I don't like any of them. Podcast over. <laughs> Done. Done. None of them are your <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, CBD drinks. I'm sorry, I don't see that as 2019. Still not there yet. I think nope. that's more 2021. If yeah, that. you got to make it less federally illegal. Right, yeah. So, when well, we're dealing with an industry that's already one of the most regulated industries in the country, and then you tack on something that is still federally illegal, even though on the state level it's okay in some areas, and it Hopefully the you know projected trend is that it will be legal in more and more states and we'll hit a tipping point. I think we all want that because I think it logically makes sense. And I don't think any of us would advocate for, you know, CBD, marijuana, any of that to be illegal when we're in the alcohol industry. But if you're going to have a business where you have a DSP, I, I don't know. Uh, it seems it seems like a risk that's not worth it. I, correct me if I'm wrong. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, the point the point is not... CBD doesn't get you fucked up, right? It's just kind of it's supposed to add flavors. Is it? W- I think the CBD is the the terpenes yeah. from the same plant are adding sort of herbal flavors, which to is fine. Which, but I think right, which is fine. But there's there's other places to get it. It's just I just don't right? think it's going to be that prevalent yet. I do think when they actually put THC and you get a relatively measured buzz off of a drink. Right. Then, then well, it'll be then it'll, yeah, then, then we're, we're talking, talking, but that's that's several years out. So I think right. it's and and yeah. let's correct because I obviously I'm going to out myself as that one guy who has nothing against marijuana, but I've never smoked it. I've never taken an edible. I am that square of a human being. So obviously THC is still considered uh, federally illicit substance. How about CBD? Is that is that federally? I think just by just by being 
Okay. Associated with the same plant. Rob Masters is yelling at us right now from Denver. He's just screaming how stupid we are. Well, and I'm not going to Google it, Rob. (laughs) No, we're not going to have a podcast where we Google. We never do that. (laughs) We're too good for that. All right, moving on, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get us through this list. God damn it! I'm gonna do. It. Okay, okay, okay. So CBD, yeah. Uh, so, so we agreed, not we're 2019. We're done okay. with CBD. Go, okay, aquafaba. Aquafaba. It's it's really fun to say. It's really fun to say. So I think that yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's 2019 all the way. Because we all want to go to a really fancy cocktail bar and say aquafaba. Well, you don't just order I do. aquafaba gonna, I ordered just bourbon cream liqueurs. So uh, you're going to tell me what I can and can't do, Colton? Um, all right, Colton, what is it? Because we talked about it before Brian came on. So it's instead of having your, your egg white cocktails to put foam and thicken up your drink, you go with the uh, chickpea juice. So you just open a can, strain out the beans, and, and keep the juice, which... Sounds pretty go- gross, but I think it's easier on bars and especially health codes. You know what else it does? I assume, I assume it's yeah. vegan as it's well. A, it's yes. a good work I was going to say it's get that, it gets that vegan market, which fuck yeah. you. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. 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 They do not want to be inclusive. Not to vegans. Okay. I got to draw the line somewhere, guys. <laughs> oh, I think you've drawn lots of lines. I think the, the point of it is as a texture component, right? It's not a flavor component. So I don't, if you get the same texture, I don't yeah. really care. So there you go. Works for 2019, me. year of aquafaba. Yeah, just add MSG to your drinks. <laughs> Actually, so maybe, just, yeah. That'd be pretty good. If you put soy sauce in my drink, I'd be all right with it. Delicious. <laughs> yeah. All right. The no, the no elk movement. In your bourbon cream. Non-alcoholic spirits, low ABV cocktails. I, I hate it. <laughs> okay well i don't think there's uh, (laughs) there was not a more alcoholic scream for help than colton saying that right now i hate it i need more i need more alcohol this drink doesn't have enough alcohol i just i just hate that it's the same price how the cocktails how is there there a 60 dollar bottle of non-alcoholic botanical water that doesn't that doesn't fly with me. Okay, that's a that's a good argument, but uh, that's a good that's a good criticism of it. I'm gonna back up and say I do think 2019 will see this trending more. Uh, I don't know for how much staying power it has, but the end of 2018, I was in a lot more conversations about non-alcoholic spirits, non-alcoholic drinks specifically, really non-alcoholic cocktails and bars and giving people the opportunity to still be a part of the group, but not feel like they have to drink because there are so many people in our industry that that is an issue. And they, for either health reasons or just, you know, alcohol is detrimental to some people's life, you know, livelihood and can't control themselves. And that's completely understandable. I see that as a positive thing. I agree on the price and the gimmick side. I'm not a fan of that. Um, that is kind of kitschy, but if the actual concept behind it, I'm a huge fan. Of. I think, I think it's, I have nothing I, against I it. I think that if I see, and we're going to touch on another, I'm going to touch on another bullet point here. If I see it in like RTDs and things like that, I'm not, I don't hate it as much because I mean, Colton, you know, I drink a lot of vino verde, like while I'm cooking because it's low alcohol, like effervescent young white wine. Like it's, it just it it meets the criteria of what I need at that particular time. Yeah, no, it's great. It's also priced 
accordingly. It's the same reason, I right? Yeah. That, all right. Fair. You're right. That's but that's the same reason why I drink High Life as opposed to drinking Bell's Too Hearted all the time. I love Bell's Too Hard. Yeah. But if I drink like seven Bell's Too Hearted, <laughs> I'm fucking hammered, right? So I think that there's a place yeah. for it. I think that the price point will make or break that, and I think people will be creative yeah. with it. There is that element now of the social aspect of drinking. What do you do? But I mean, is the is the price point at the moment being so high? Is that actually increasing sales? Are people more likely to is that well? Yeah, because we had fifteen dollars. I actually think it does. You're right, low, or no ABV cocktail. Well, it goes to that whole premiumization conversation. What is how many people are drinking like uh, what's that one Mick Ultra or whatever it is, right? Like people are drinking that sh- yeah. Michelob Ultra. Yeah, drinking yeah. The- that's been popular for years, right? Or yeah, right. Like they're drinking the shit out of this like seventy calorie beer, which tastes like <laughs> toilet water, right? <laughs> and you pay more money. Thank <laughs> you to our sponsor. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some pretty clean toilets. I think toilet water can beat out right. some of the quality of Michelob Ultra. <laughs> you. I just don't – you're paying more money for that too than you would, right? Like I'm pretty sure like MGD 64 and McUltra is more expensive. Yeah, maybe. That's because it takes – yeah, it takes more to process. I don't think that – maybe maybe I'm wrong. Well, we can have them on, but I don't think that Seedlip or whatever is taking an extra step that gin makers aren't. I just don't know anything about uh, non-alcoholic spirits, so. Right. So I think it's fair to say that we're probably going to see a little more of this. This is going to be something I think we're going to see trending in 2019. My question, though, is, are we going to see low AB, ABV? Is that going to be something trending? Is Are we going to see ABP, AV, AB, OPP. I can't speak, ABV, <laughs> ABV trending downward? Is that going to be a societal thing we see actually kind of trending DLC. downward? Or You're is that kind low, of a non-issue? Low ABV going downward? Or BIG? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. It's not great for our industry. We can't all make low ABV bourbons and vodkas, right? That's. I just, again, it's there's a time and a place for it. I, but I don't, I don't think that we need to expand that category anymore, right? It's, it's like. And I mean, theoretically, with most of those high ABV products, you can just mix them with something and lower them. To make food. cocktails. Yeah, like every every right. like, God, we just figured out a brand new market. <laughs> yeah. We invented cocktails. cocktails. Every, every like fancy cocktail bar and God damn it, and speakeasy it I've been to, they're all great at making mocktails too, and they don't necessarily need these high end specialty low ABV products. Low all right, low ABV products. all right, that was a three bullet okay. point bullet point. Let's move on to the next one. Aquavit. 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 I don't see it trending up anymore. I feel like that was the one no. from like two years ago that you read. Actually, that one was yep, on this two years ago. This uh, this year's, I believe. It was on this year's. God damn it! I do feel like. No, don't get me wrong. I love Aquavit, but I feel like there's a lot more conversations and a lot more interest in Aquavit in 2017 compared to say 2018. Maybe 2019 we'll see it tick up a little bit more. I'm not saying it's dropped necessarily but i'm not seeing the interest continue to rise at that same rate it did you know a couple now years wait ago. wait until after we get back from minnesota oh yeah i think that's that's yeah. where it's really blowing up so but that's because that's the scandinavian thing there it's the uh but you know what they drink in minnesota tell me brandy <laughs> <laughs> i'm fist pumping right now listener fist pumping and that can yep. mean he that can really mean is anything you want it to mean 
Um, and here's the deal. It's the most awkward <laughs> fist pump I've ever seen. It's, it's not a normal human fist bump. It is weird. <laughs> the angle, the speed, like I can, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing else. <laughs> the, yeah. Why is there just, and also I just realized you're in a different room, which really throws me off right now. Cause you know, there's not the bizarre bunny man in the background. No, I, I, I moved the now computer. I renovated. I don't like it. Go back. Yeah. Well, when you get back to the basement, that's that's the fair that's enough. The fair I sleep on you're looking at, though. So, <laughs> put that in your hat and smoke it. I don't think you know how smoking works, <laughs> or hats, um, <laughs> hats, or especially hats. <laughs> All right, uh, okay, we covered Aquavit. Over the top garnishes. Oh, I love them. We're fucking I moving on. Great. I yeah I'm a huge fan of like the Bloody Marys and Caesars that come out with essentially entire meals yeah, the whole staked into them. I want but see more I'm going to say fuck yeah. you to both of you because beyond Bloody Marys I don't need any more over the top garnishes except for tiki drinks. Tiki drinks <laughs> all right tiki drinks I'll give you that one. Too. Tiki yeah, drinks yeah. can have that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's a slippery slope now. Where else do we go? Maybe we could add something with Aquavit that has some sort of Scandinavian garnish. Did you think of that? I would like buy a it. cod, a salted cod, a salted cod. Yeah, just speared right through that goddamn thing. Uh, I think that's a, yeah. with a cheeseburger on it. Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, I swear to God, we're drinking brandy old fashions. I swear to God, we are. All right, <laughs> did you want to touch on that any more than we just did? <laughs> I, I, I just—it's not our arena, really. But uh, no, this this is yeah, this is point of sale retail side. Yeah. I mean, this is bars, and I guess maybe to a lesser degree, tasting rooms, depending on the state, what I, you are allowed to do. I think it'll be funny that if uh, in 2020, if we're still alive, then. Uh, we can do like a mystery science theater to this episode. <laughs> Let's see where <laughs> the trends remember went. That? Remember when we made fun of that? And now there's a cheeseburger garnish on every fucking drink that I get. See, I want to see it flipped where it's actually just a meal with a shot on top. <laughs> and you're actually putting the shot in the burger. Like that's, that's all mixed this up. Yeah, I'm okay. All right, let's move on from that. The uh... No, no, I actually do. Okay, no, no, I want to back up because I just had an actual legitimate Ugh. thought. That I know, I know, I'm not happy about it either. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I want to beg the question, if you do have a tasting room, and as we've said before, a lot of small producers are getting a lot of their sales out of the tasting room. If you're adding a lot of these over-the-top garnishes, that's going to increase your cost of goods sold. Is it worth it? Does that actually convert more sales what do you guys think is it ever valuable in a distillery pub situation i, I mean i guess it depends on what your your over the top garnish right it's as long as you can keep it to whole oranges i think your cost of goods are pretty low but yeah if you're giving people <laughs> well, you're gonna price that appropriately hopefully I think, I think it makes sense but then the price of the drink goes up. i think people are if they're gonna do if they're like a rum distillery and they're gonna have a tiki bar and do crazy garnishes like with fresh fruit or yeah. Whatever they do, right? Like, I think that's kind of cool. It would make sense. And I, I think the overhead would be minimal to that. That's a whole element. That's part of your business, then, right? When you're positioning it like that, Brian, you're saying, hey, you know, point of sale, tasting room, it's huge for a lot of these small distilleries, right? So if they have a whole tiki bar or something, I'm using that as an example, but if their whole shtick is these over the top cocktails, yeah. I think that it, it would be a wash, but I don't, I don't, I don't really see that happening again, but we're not one. This is out of my arena for sure. 
Right. Right. All right. Price accordingly. Make sure your bartenders aren't wasting too much time because that's the other thing is how many drinks can they make in a set amount of time. So, yeah, you'll figure that out. Okay. Or you won't. And then it won't fucking matter. And then you have more time to listen to our fantastic podcast. The Batched and Bottled Cocktail. <laughs> Ooh, I like this one. Mm-hmm. So that seems that's two different things, though, right? Because there's like pre-batch cocktails you get at bars. Yeah. It's just a big batch in the back versus... You know, yeah, but I kind of live in the land of batch cocktails. Out. I feel like, I mean, New Orleans is huge for that. Drive through frozen. Yeah, daiquiris. right. It's frozen daiquiris, yeah. and it, it, so it's everywhere. Like it's batched, and I watched even at my distillery. Like you know, one of the one of our marketing salespeople for events, she'll spend a Friday afternoon batching a bunch of cocktails for an event. Right? She'll just make a giant. Batch. It's a. I, I definitely think that happens. I've seen more cocktails just pushed out of corny kegs too. And I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, like if you, do you think it, if you do, that's probably our, that's probably our best way. If the low to no ABV trend starts taking off more bash cocktails are our best sort of adaptate adaptation to that. Mm-hmm. What, what was that word that you tried? <laughs> adaptation. Uh, evolution. <laughs> <laughs> it was a movie with Nicholas Cage. Very underrated. Yeah. Adaptation's a great movie, right? It is. I'm pretty sure it's Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, it's a great flick. Great <laughs> flick. You should listen to it. Listen to it. All right. So uh, <laughs> bottled cocktails. Yeah, I would say in that arena too, I think we're going to see more of that. That makes sense. It's, I mean, essentially at that point, we're just talking, It's. it has to be um, in the standards of identity. That's a liqueur, right? Right. That's that's yeah. where it gets uh, weird DSS. is the legality of it, right? Like, so right. recipe approval of it. But I think that, well, I mean... I had that one. What was it, Colton? It was like Hubert's. Oh, yeah. What is fluid it? Dynamics. Fluid Dynamics. And they just took like three spirits from three different places that were all in that whole collection of distilleries. And uh, it was pretty good. And they had like a Manhattan, right? Was, am, I, am I recalling that correctly? I think that's yeah. what you had. Yeah. But I, I, <laughs> they've got, I'm sure they have an old fashioned. Rock and Rock and Rise. Rise or what, yeah. yeah. That's the one that seems to have hit pretty quick. Because it's, I think it's fairly easy to do. <laughs> Relatively is it speaking. good though? Too is like are, are people going to want to drink that? I mean, we saw we saw Jeff at Cardinals yeah. mass producing them, killing right? it. So he saw it as a you know a huge business. I think yeah, I didn't. I mean, or he's just mass producing them and making no money. No, no, I think he I think he legitimately <laughs> said that there they were going to be a side item, but in a lot of ways they've almost become his flagship. And you know what? That's how successful there, they've been. There's another distillery in Louisiana here that's doing the same thing. Like they made some kind of liqueur or something and they started to can it and it blew up and they're like, Oh shit, yep. we got to make a bunch of this. So maybe I think that's more like Q3 and Q4. It'll really hit right. Yeah. In summertime. Um, yeah. but I, I definitely didn't think there's some legs to it. So wait, that was kind of in that same vein than uh, frozen cocktails. Right. That was re- that we were talking about bash and bottle cocktail and we hit ready to drink and frozen cocktails. Well, if you want frozen cocktails, just come to New Orleans. They're, in every place that I yeah. go, yeah. they're there. Mm-hmm. Or go to those the Panhandle in Florida, like oh, like Destin or Panama. City. Also, listener, I want you to know that his hand motion for Panhandle very vulgar. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Totally unnecessary. <laughs> Didn't need it. Um, more fist pumping. Uh, yeah, they have like the bushwhacker drink. Do you guys ever have that? It tastes like a frosty. It's disturbing. No. Oh, they're yeah. all over Nashville. It's basically like a. 
it's, milkshake. Sounds it's, amazing. I, I had the first one I ever had. I think it was like in Panama. I don't know. Florida is an insane place. If you're from Florida, let's Are we essentially talking about like a mudslide? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, isn't that what TGI, TGI Fridays has been doing for decades now? But like just, this bushwhacker. Yeah, slamming drink. a bunch of sugar. Like I, had, I was like, oh my God, it tastes like a Frosty. Full disclosure, I don't really drink cocktails because I'm like, I am just going <laughs> to annihilate these. It's like, yeah. I need, I need alcohol. I need to drink alcohol so it keeps me in check. It's like, hey, you know, mm, you might be an alcoholic. Yeah. My, right? my chubby, yeah. my chubby dad bod does not need another source of sugar right. in my life. And like, and then really easy to drink alcohol. So you're like, wait, I drank right. seven of those. But yeah, bush bushwhackers are. They, I thought they tasted like a frosty, which I also love yeah. Wendy's because I'm a fat piece of shit and. Uh, <laughs> So frozen cocktails will be a thing because people are dumb and sometimes they get together and produce a podcast. (laughs) And speaking of dumb shit that we all love, tiki Tiki drinks. drinks. Sucker for tiki drinks. That is already happening, man. That shit is exploding. It It is. That's that's a couple year trend though. I've been seeing that growing pretty consistently. But it's fun. Right, like even a guy who doesn't drink cocktails, you give me a bright colored bowl of alcohol, I'm gonna be into it. Yeah, right? like, yeah. the giant garnish, it's awesome. <laughs> it's the social element, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's definitely happening. All right, Spr- what's yeah, Spritzmania? I don't even know what that means. I feel like that's something Colton has already oh, yeah. like looked up, and he's oh, gonna no. just he was getting to us. real hard about a spritz. Like he's some drink he had that has some kind of spritz on it. What? And he was like, he was like fucking raging boner over it. He was telling me about. Yeah. What All drink right. was it that you, you had? got me hard? Yeah. Go. You just told me about it when you came to visit me, like four days ago. Oh my dude, no, 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 you're no. such a spritz tease, dude. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a spritz. That had a floater. Oh, floater. Very sorry. Di- very different. Oh. <laughs> I get hard over floaters. Are you, you, you at the Outback now? You're doing one of those Wallaby Darns, <laughs> or they throw the shot on top? Also a frozen drink. Also delicious. All right, so I'm sorry I confused your floater with a spritz. I fucking hate everyone. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. very, very, very different. <laughs> The next one is themed cocktail bars, but I want to include in that because I do think this is this will probably continue to trend is the pop up bars. That seems to be something, and those tend yes. to be themed as well. Yes, I went. So to one, we're going to see more of that. I went to two this year. I went to a Halloween one, and I went to the year. No, it was last year. I went to a Christmas pop up one. Like all the walls were wrapping paper, and I full disclosure, <laughs> I fucking hate Christmas um, and cocktails. And bars. I can't and wait till we <laughs> find something on this podcast you do. Fist like. pumping. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, now we're putting the hashtag after. It's great. Um, I, no, I actually had fun, is what I'm saying. I had fun at all those things that I hate. I don't really hate anything. Do you think that's but, the um, pop up bar style or just that particular one you happen to have a good time at? Um, I think it, or just being able to have different kind of themed bars. I think the fact that it's a pop up and you're like, oh shit, I heard about this thing through this other person, and you go there, and then you would try and go there in two months, and it's totally different or not there at all. I think that has an appeal. So maybe, yeah, that particular one I had a great time at, but I think that so is that like the FOMO situation, fear of missing out? Oh, the exclusivity. That's a good point. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, were you being serious or are you making fun of me? No, no, that was a really good yeah. point. That's what I was trying yeah. to like get to, but I couldn't quite yeah. articulate it. That was perfect. Um, 
I, I think that that has some weight to it. And you think about like what happened, like food trucks, right? It, it, we are not that far from food trucks weren't really a huge thing that's like they are now where every fucking city has a food truck. Right. I, I worked in a plant in the middle of nowhere in Boston, Kentucky, and there was a food truck there twice a week. Right. So that kind of, Hey, this thing is here. It's here for this amount of time. You should check. You should strike when the iron's hot. So I, I definitely think that uh, if they went with the pop-up, then themed would have some legs to it. Otherwise, theme, anytime you have a theme, you got to do it right and you got to keep it fresh because if it gets old, it gets old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Pete did everything. I'm for it. I think Pete's delicious. Wait, what's your flagship? <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little uh, more about that. It might have that. a little bit of Pete in it. <laughs> just, just to kiss. I'm actually for it too because I think that Pete is so different depending on where it comes from too. And there's so many levels of Pete and so many differences in Pete and so many great spirits that have Pete in them that once you get beyond the Pete, you see how important the Pete is, but the beautiful spirit that's behind it. And when I've had it in cocktails, again, don't love cocktails. I love Pete in cocktails. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I love it. I'm a fan of Pete. I think you touched on something there that Pete is, when it's done right, it's really beautiful. It's also really easy to fuck up and overpeat the hell out of everything. You know, I, I think some people early on got the sense that peated spirits were going to go the way of like IPAs and we're going to see them everywhere and everyone was going to compete on how peated everything could get, similar to how hoppy IPAs could get. I don't think we saw that come to fruition. I don't think it's going that route. I think I've objectively, I think I've seen less peated products on the market recently um, compared to a year or two ago when it was really starting to be kind of the new thing. But I think we will see it. I don't think it'll drop off. I just think it'll be one of those things that people get attracted to. They do it well. And the ones that have it as a flagship, they're going to do it right. But I don't think we're going to see a boom. Hashtag compete for Pete. You're not getting a reaction out of me for that one. No, no. (laughs) that's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to beat this joke. It's not even a joke. I'm going to beat it to the ground. (laughs) Juicy IPAs. Speaking of IPAs. (laughs) Somebody explain a juicy IPA to me. Is it juicy or hazy? I think with that, this list, the Colton. I think what it meant was hazy, but okay. Obviously they wrote juicy. But I, let's talk about hazy because that is definitely a bigger trend. Okay, talk about hazy juicy, IPAs. Right? Say words that are smart, it's Colton. Lazy. It's lazy uh, brewing. Yes, but <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's it's getting away with murder, right? Like, hey, I can make this, and now it's funny. Like uh, Gary Spedding and I were talking in L.A., and he was like, "Man, he's like, for the first time, I actually had a brewer ask me, hey, how do I keep?'" this haze in right? like I don't have enough haze and I was like fuck everything burn it all to the ground right? like, the, the brewing, America's fundamentally broken the brewing industry has spent all this time and I think it's like a big fuck you from craft spirits too like or craft beer they're like oh yeah cool we're gonna make a haze and they're they're good like if they taste good they taste good and the whole hey they're good when they're fresh but like they crash. you start seeing them yeah. canned and bottled it just gets weird and murky. And I had so the guy who's like my dad, Joe. He, I remember when he had his first one. He called me. He's like, "What the fuck?" He he said, "Why I didn't order orange juice with pulp?" He's like, 
He's like, I wanted a, a pale ale. Right? And he was so like shook to the core about it. <laughs> that it, I was like, oh, okay, it right. ruined it for me. So, so do you see it as a No, I think that if it, it might make it through 19, but I don't think it'll be in the 20. It'll be something else. It's the same thing as like sours okay. and barrel aged and, you know. Yeah, I feel like beer trends recently have been going faster and faster, right? They rise much quicker, but then they don't last. And it, The thing I hate about beer trends, right? Spirits the thing I hate about beer trends is it allows them to be sloppy, right? It's like, well, what's your quality control? If it, like, oh, yeah, I'm just it's like, super sour or it's super hoppy. It's like you're masking, like, you know what? I hope that German and Bohemian Pilsners are the trend in craft beer next. You know what? I actually, I didn't put it on the list, but craft lager is Yeah, I did see that on that. Yeah. Trending. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Paper Ooh. straws. Yeah, this is the one we were talking about earlier. I don't I'm like just gonna come out straws and- because I think that they dissolve in your drink and make it taste funny. Uh, fuck yes. paper straws. <laughs> just either give me no straw or yeah, a metal straw. straw. If you are legally mandated not to give a plastic straw, fine. That's what you decided here's, to do. Here's what I don't do like about Do not fucking disrespect straw. me with a paper piece of shit. <laughs> I am sorry. I am furious. The first time I got it, it was a glass of water, and it pissed me off. Ooh. It was awful. And I was open to it. I was hopeful that it would be a delight. It's still waste. It doesn't solve the problem. Just invest in metal straws. You already have metal utensils no. you give out. Wash one more thing. Or just right. don't do a straw. The Sorry, that was my rant. And don't use a straw. Or yeah. don't use a straw. Full mouth over or the glass. You absolutely need a <laughs> yeah. straw as an adult. It's a stainless steel one. Stainless steel, right. I don't like the yeah. stainless steel ones because I don't think that restaurants have the cleaning procedures in place to really deal with the uh, inside of the straw. They're just running it, they're just running it through their dishwasher. I bet if you look in a bunch of those, there's some gunk left over, which you guys seem to both be into. So Yeah, I like the extra That's added particulates. I feel like so, I'm getting something fresh. I took you to... Something uh, new. Cool, when you were here, we, what was the burger place we went to? Company Burger, right? Great smash burger. Love that place. And like, if you sit at the bar, if you get a cocktail, and they serve you a stainless steel straw. And I know the bar manager there, and he was telling us, yeah, he's like, man, people steal them all the time. He's like, but to be honest with you, it's like a wash because we just wash them and like the money that we save and not wasting plastic or paper it is counterbalanced with people steal so it's like it, you break even in it and he's like right. and i like them and i think it, it's like it uh it elevates if you have to have a fucking stupid straw in your drink and you're like oh it's a state there's a piece of metal <laughs> sure. in my mouth apparently i want to blow a robocop um right. <laughs> 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 that's neither here i mean what about they have uh, they have other things besides paper right Bam, i've seen bamboo straws those seem great shut they up fall apart in your drink <laughs> a bamboo, a bamboo <laughs> that's too straw. hipster get out too hipster also i cannot get this mental image of Zeno trying to get out of a ticket with robocop now <laughs> pulled over robocop's like read him the right act he's going too fast and Zeno's like hey hey yeah. listen buddy that's really where like you're all wrong. Stress. I'm trying to get into a ticket with Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> a lewd act, if you will. <laughs> all right. We spent a lot of time on paper straws. Let's move on to the boom of cocktail books. I 
don't know that I agree that it's a boom. There's always been lots of cocktail books every year. There's a ridiculous amount of cocktail books. Some are good. Some are not. I think they're all cool. Yeah, I think making them. I think I think they're great because it it forces more people to be more educated about cocktails. Someone to try something new. I mean, the cocktail arena. Part of the reason I don't get really into cocktails is because it's too vast, and I'm terrified because I'm a little bitch. Yeah. So I mean, (laughs) there's just so much to add. It's so easy to get lost in that. When people are really good at it, I truly appreciate a great cocktail, and I think that more books coming out, more people reading about it, more people getting into it. If they want to be pretentious and douchey, fine. But you're going to get a couple good cocktails out of it. There you go. The cocktail revival or the continued revival of 70s and 80s cocktails. I mean, I think that all kind of goes with the whole cocktail theme anyway. People are going to drag up old recipes they can find or they'll pretend that it was an old recipe and claim <laughs> it as, you know, something they dug up. And isn't that the old Seelbach uh, story? And in, in, uh, in Louisville, there's the Seelbach Hotel. A bartender years ago said he found an old recipe and it was bullshit. He just made it up. And then they actually have that on the menu. They the say drink? the, the C, it's the Seelbach drink. It's basically bourbon, champagne, bitters. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah it's like kind of spritz. Spritz. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> delightful. I like it. But yeah, so I, I think, think we're going to see wait, stuff but like I think that. that if, to the context of this podcast, or at least what we try and portray, is what does that mean for the spirits that are going to come out of there? Are those, if you say specifically 70s and 80s, what is it? Because like what, what popped in my head. I'm like, I'm like, is it cranberry and vodka? Is everyone going to drink cranberry and vodka? It's going to be a lot of vodka, yeah. Huh. Is that and 70s 80s and 80s? Sure. Yeah, 80s? That, 80s? Like yeah, mid- vodka yeah, martinis, things like so that. I'm right? saying that, like, is it, is it, you know, bourbon and American whiskey and brown spirits? They're getting so esoteric and like, hey, I need to have this very specific bottle that is exorbitantly priced. Is it going to go back to the next generation that's going to be like, well, yeah, but I can get this really good gin or this really good vodka, right? That's yeah. more approachable yeah. and affordable. Because, like, I mean, I'm no spring chicken, so a 21-year-old is – I have no idea what a 21-year-old is drinking right now. That's really sad. Yeah. Right. It's it's not on our list, and it's a little, I guess, general. But I actually do think that it's fair to say – maybe not 2019, but I think vodka – well, gin is already trending. We all know that. We've all seen it. Gin is – doing really well we talked about it a bit but vodka yeah i do think vodka is gonna you know keep on keeping on it's gonna i don't know i think at least in the popular culture it's gonna win back some of that lost uh lost marketplace it had. That, uh, i could be wrong on that but but gin i think it's trending now in a different way than it was trending like five years ago it was trending five years ago everyone was making it because yeah fair point it's it's you can bring in revenue right like it's a clear spirit doesn't need aged but now yeah. it's gaining popularity because like, oh no, there's all these interesting things you can do on it and all this interesting takes on historical recipes, blah, 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 jerk off motion. Weirdly same as the fist pump. Yeah. (laughs) Weirdly similar. Hey, Robocop. Less aggressive, oddly enough. Anyways, the Negroni. I, I like don't a drink Negroni. a lot of them, but I like them. I love Tasty. Negronis. I can't say anything. I, mean, I love them. I, I, don't, I don't see them necessarily trending more than they already are, but yeah, keep making them. Cool. Right. We, we got through that. Do one. more. Really Food-flavored cocktails. I don't know that I've seen a lot of No. So, so so the two examples here are like buttered me. popcorn infusions, Ooh, which sounds just horrific to me. Super awful. Or 
olive oil washing. I guess we're, I mean, really, are we talking food flavored? Or are we talking more like savory drinks? That's, I mean, isn't that the other side of That's it? That's what that, that is what that would kind of lead you to believe. Right. So maybe right. not so many, you know, the general sweet cocktail most people are, you know, familiar with. We're talking more like, you know, the flavor profiles that are maybe lesser represented, which I don't know. I'm fine with that. I think, I think that we can all agree that the best food flavored cocktails are going to be oversized garnishes that fall into your yes. cocktail. We're all <laughs> when a burger piece falls down. Dudes doing this. Yeah, we, this is turning into a food podcast. I'm cool with that. Okay, what's the last one? Reserve vintage cocktail menu. So we kind of touched on that already, right? But I think that, yeah, I think, I think that goes that goes with the theme bar, right? Of speakeasy, which I think is great. But you have to be really good. And I think I think with the ones that I've been to that have been memorable and I've gone back to have had a really good spirit collection beyond the cocktail, right? So like it was a speakeasy, and they had all this awesome beautiful glassware that was etched in like think of mr lee's right right yeah. and uh their cocktails were good they're fine but they also had a reasonably priced excellent spirit list and i think that uh you have to offer something else i think you, i don't think you can get away with just that yeah, I, I guess as a trend, like looking over this list, it kind of makes me think that everything seems to be geared towards Henry's, right? The has money but not rich yet. Um, yep, the high earners. At some point, they got to have a a trend that's not geared towards that, right? Because not every not everyone's a high earner, or I think we'd all be doing a lot better. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you have to go where the money is, right? You know what? I'm exhausted I mean, by there's... this topic, so. Uh, final thought. <laughs> final thought. First final thoughts of 2019, fellas. What do you want to see in 2019? Woo! Uh, the first thing I want to see in 2019 is us do a, a trend episode about distillery trends and not bar trends, which we know very little about. I think that would be a great start. <laughs> Sorry, listener. I know what you were expecting, and we, uh, I'm sure we. Yeah, but if you that. can't read between the lines, listener, I don't, I, I don't even know what that is. Right. <laughs> we had no follow-up that. Was that your real final thought? Yeah, that was it. He was literally oh, critiquing see, us. Like, as I a think thought. that there's a lot of good meat in this episode. If you read between the meaty lines, um, I, yeah, I just said meat a lot. Meat. Um, I don't know what's going to take off in 2019. We never know. We make a lot of ridiculous predictions that we think we base on something, but really, it's all conjecture. And uh, I know what I'd like to see is some kind of. American whiskey that rattles my cage. That's what I want to see, right? I don't think it'll be a trend, but I think that American whiskey needs a little shakeup. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's pretty good. Honestly, I just want to see the continued trend of craft spirits getting really good. For the first few years, it was kind of kind of iffy on the quality of what was being put out just because of the practicality of needing to make money and kind of rushing things to market and having a lot of young products and using smaller barrels and lots and lots of things, not to hammer on people that use small barrels because they have their place. But 
I have been pretty happy in these last couple of years to see the quality improvements notice, you know, they're noticeable. And I really, really want that trend to continue. I'm the thing I don't want to see happen is now that things are getting a little tougher where we're still a growing industry, but it's not 